I have been guilty a lot of times in my life of putting my friendships on the back burner because it didn't seem like the most important thing. Yeah. But the truth is we're better together. Yes. And even for me, and I tell people I'm the most introverted introvert I've ever met. Yeah. I still know that if I don't have FaceTime Mm -hmm. with my people, I'm not okay. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truth Podcast. This is Carrie and today... Susan is not joining us. And so I just want to take a couple of minutes to explain where Susan is at. As you know, from the beginning of uh, season two, we've been talking about transitions. And one of the things that we've talked about is that life is always going to throw you a curveball. So we need to be prepared for transitions and have our heart ready for that. And Susan's family is in a transition right now. Her mother recently was in a serious accident and had to have emergency surgery and has been in the ICU. And so rightly so, Susan is focusing all of her time and her attention on her family right now and um, taking care of her mom and making sure that her needs are met. So because of that, and because we had a huge snowstorm (laughs) in Northwest Arkansas, uh, we have not been able to get together to record. And so we're going to give Susan a couple of weeks off so that she can focus on her family. And we're going to take a small shift from our series on transitions and talk about a different topic for the next couple of weeks. And then Susan will be back. And I'm sure she is going to have lots of wisdom to share with us about transition that their family's in and how they are walking through it. So thanks for your just willingness to kind of be flexible with us as we walk through this. Also, Susan's mom is Miss Mary, and I am sure that she would covet your prayers if you think about Susan and her family. You can go to the Tangible Truth Ministry Instagram page and leave a note for Susan and her mom to let them know you're praying for them. I'm sure that would mean a lot to them. So today I am super excited because I have actually drug my best friend into the studio to record with me. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. (laughs) So uh, Jennifer and I have been friends 12, 12 years, I think, Yeah. which is a really, really long time to have an adult friend. Yes. Um, And so Jennifer is my ride or die person. She is the person that I call for... Um, advice for chips and salsa dates for funny moments. If I'm having a hard day and I need to laugh, she is my go-to girl. Um, But most importantly, she's the person that I can rely on for the hard stuff in life. And you may actually know her. She's part of a podcast as well. So Jennifer is part of the More Than Small Talk podcast with Holly Girth and Susie Eller, which is also part of the KLRC podcast network. You guys have really deep conversations. We do. <laughs> we do not mess around. <laughs> and so that's something that I uh, love about Jennifer. We've actually done ministry together for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. So we've done conferences, writing, speaking, getting a young girl in a room and just getting on either side of her and loving her through a hard time. And so we've got to do a lot of fun stuff together. So thanks for hanging out. Oh, thanks for having me. So um, when you 
said, heck yes, I'll join you and help you out with Susan being gone. I was like, okay, what do we talk about? And then we both just kind of went, let's talk about friendship. Mm -hmm. Because as an adult, friendships are really hard, right? Yeah, they're really hard. And I think that there's so many women that say, like, how do you do this? We want what you have. Yeah. And so that's kind of a sad thing. But I also feel like you and I both had lonely seasons Mm -hmm. where we get it. We know what it's like to have a season where we didn't feel like we had friends. Yeah. I think it's easy because we kind of in that high school phase and then into college, friendships are easy because Mm -hmm. you're stuck in a room with a lot of people for a lot of time and it just becomes natural to kind of form those friendships. But then you become an adult. And I know for us, we were stay at home moms Mm -hmm. for a long time with little kids. And it's like, how do you even meet people much less form friendships with them? So what have been some hurdles that you've had in your adult life to like making adult friends? I think the big hurdle is the seasons where, especially when my kids were toddlers I mean, they pretty much, I loved being a stay-at-home mom. It took me forever to get kids. So, but like my whole world revolved around snack time, breakfast, lunch, and nap times, uh-huh. and then their bedtimes. And like, so um, those little people kept me hopping. And so I felt like I didn't have a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And so they were my little tiny friends, but I could have adult conversations with them. So it started with, okay, play groups, but you can't really go deep when there's toddlers, you know, running around and throwing things at you, you know? So I think it was really hard based on the seasons of what I could do and what I couldn't do. I think that's a really important point because like right now, the adult friendships that I have look completely different than they did when my kids were little. Yeah. And so you and I are in the season where our kids are teenagers and young adults which means we have a lot more free time Mm -hmm. than we did. We don't have that bedtime to worry about. I mean, we're both still kind of lame and want to go to bed at 9 p.m., but it's not because the kids need us to. And so I think that's part of it is just kind of just stop and go, what season am Mm -hmm. I in? Yeah. And how much bandwidth do I have for a relationship right now? Right. Well, and I think that I had very little expectations of what I could bring to a friendship when I was, you know, a stay at home mom, because my time was not my own. It really wasn't. But I could make phone calls and maybe I could go on occasional coffee date. But but I did not have a lot of time to hang out with friends. Yeah, I just didn't. Yeah. And I think that's. You know, I'm just thinking back to those seasons with me as well. And thinking about like my sister-in-law and I, mm-hmm. we would rack up. This was back when phone calls were long distance. Yeah. We would rack up the phone bills because we were in separate states, but we were both stay-at-home moms with littles. And there were times where you just needed to get on the phone and have an hour-long conversation yes. with another mom who understood when in the middle of the conversation you yelled, quit hitting your brother with <laughs> the truck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. I think just knowing where you're at is really important. Yeah. So I I keep coming back to the beginning of our friendship. Yeah. Um, and you were relentless. Yeah. I had... I'm not cute. <laughs> wasn't at the time. It is now. But I had just come out of a really bad Mm -hmm. church split where I was on staff and had gotten hurt really bad and had gone to a new church to kind of be invisible. And that was my goal. Like, 
I didn't want friendships because I didn't trust anybody Mm -hmm. because I had been hurt really bad by a lot of people in the church. Yes. And so I just wanted to come in late, sit on the back pew, leave early Uh and not talk to anyone. And you would not allow it. (laughs) So why were you so persistent in pursuing a relationship? Because this seems like really counterintuitive. Yeah. Well, okay. So you did have a major wall, Uh right? Yeah. But like I get pain Mm. and I knew that there was something beyond it. And um, pain doesn't scare me. Hmm. I'm not someone who runs away from it. I'm always like, okay, why is the wall up? There's always a story, right? Yeah. So I knew about you from actually Carla, my sister-in-law was my roommate, like 19, like I was 19. Wow. And so I knew of her. I can even remember praying for your twins, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know you until you started coming to the church. I heard you on the radio, those kinds of things. Yeah. But I didn't know you, but I knew about you. And so I just, you know, I think I'm just friendly. And I felt like even with the wall up, you still seem like a safe person to mm. me. You know, I don't know why. There was just something about you that I thought, okay, there's something there. And I'm just going to be kind to her. Yeah. You know, consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think some people, when they uh, maybe reach out and someone's like, eh, um, they stopped trying yes. and I never felt like offended or like hurt or any of that. Yeah. I just thought, okay, like I get it. Yeah. She just, she's not ready for this. Which is, which is so huge. And it was so huge to me in that season because mm-hmm. I wasn't yeah. ready to trust anybody yet, but there was something about the consistency mm-hmm. with which you just kept saying hi to me, kept checking in, kept asking great questions, kept inviting me. Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> you probably invited me to coffee like at least five or six times before I finally said yes. And it, there was something about that consistency that I yeah. was like, there's something here that her character is consistent. She's the mm-hmm. same every time I see her, even when I'm not reciprocating this yeah. relationship. Well, I don't know if you remember, but you were the one who reached out when we finally had our first friend date. Yes. You know, I think that there had been like some invites and stuff, but this one was different because you reached out mm-hmm. and I was like, Okay. Yeah. You know, but it was the time that you took to invest and like be kind consistently that made me realize maybe this is somebody that I can trust, you know, and it is scary when you've gone through your adult life and you've been burned by friends or you've been lonely for a really long time. And, you know, we joke about friend dates. Yeah. I think friend dates should be a thing. Like, let's just make this mainstream. Yeah. Because it's just almost as scary as going on like a real date. Yes. Because you don't know. You don't know. And I will say for our first friend date, we uh, broke all of the rules. <laughs> like every single rule, like your first date or your first friend date, you don't like out all of your junk uh-huh. on the first go around, right? Yeah. You just, you kind of ease people in. We did not do that. Yeah. And I think it was because, I, I don't know why, but we took... It was like three hours, yeah, probably. Probably. And I think that there was something that fed both of us. Mm-hmm. And we thought, like, this doesn't scare her. Okay, I'll share more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's one thing when I think about adult friendship is it's risky. It is. It's risky to walk up to another woman at, you know, at your kid's football game or across the church or 
in your yoga class and say, hey, you seem cool. Do you want to go grab coffee? That's really scary and really risky. Yeah. It's also really risky when that person says yes to offer a little bit of truth about who you are, you know, and we try to keep things so surface for such a long time, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't have time for that. And there's a difference between like unloading all of your trauma on a stranger, which is not healthy (laughs) yeah, and taking a risk to be authentic and to actually share a little bit of who you are at the beginning of a relationship. Right. Well, and I think that there was, as you would share stories that I could relate to, I would share back, Mm -hmm. but I think that it's important to like, go back to this and female friendships can be extremely terrifying because Women can be really mean. Mm. And I hate to say that, but like even in the church, it's not always safe. Yeah. And so we just wanted a safe friend Mm -hmm. that we could relate to, that we could trust. Yeah. 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 So I want to talk about some practical things because the reality is I don't care who you are, if you're an adult, you're busy. Mm-hmm. Whether you have young kids, older kids, no kids, whether you're a stay at home mom or a work outside of the home mom, we are all so busy. And it feels like, at least for me, I have been guilty a lot of times in my life of putting my friendships on the back burner mm-hmm. because it didn't seem like the most important thing. Yeah. But the truth is, we're better together. Yes. And uh, even for me, and I tell people I'm the most introverted introvert I've ever met. Yeah. I still know that if I don't have FaceTime mm-hmm. with my people, I'm not okay. Yeah. And so as an adult, how do we actually make time for friendships? I think you have to schedule it. Mm. You know, I think that there you have to schedule it. You have to put it on the calendar and then you have to show up. Because I think that, especially for introverts and then people who are busy, we can always make excuses. Mm -hmm. And there are some things that come up and that is like easy peasy. But there are times where we need connection and we might not feel like it. And so we can make excuses and not show up. Yeah. And so we have to make a commitment, put it on the calendar and show up. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think like, as you were saying that I'm just thinking of all the times that you have shown up mm-hmm. where it wasn't convenient and it wasn't pretty. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of times we think, oh, we're going out to dinner with the girls. So I have to get dressed and, you know, all. no, yeah. Yeah. sometimes it's, it's showing up at somebody's house mm-hmm. in sweatpants with no makeup and a pizza that you got on the way there yeah. saying, yeah, I can help you fold your laundry while we watch a movie, yeah. right? Like right. that's showing up. Yeah. Well, and I think that we can overcomplicate it, but the, like, I think it's, if we break it down and say, just show up, like, even if it's messy, mm. even if you feel like you don't have anything to offer and maybe you're in a bad mood too, like just show up yeah. because people who love you, they don't care. They just want to see you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking there's a story that I absolutely love. My great grandmother lived in a small community outside of St. Louis. And it was one of those cute little neighborhoods where the houses were really close together. And they had teeny tiny front yards, but big, long backyards. And none of the backyards had fences on them. Mm. And my great grandmother, I called her Graham. Graham 
told me once when I was visiting her, she was taking her laundry outside to hang up on the line, even though she had a brand new dryer. Mm. And I'm like, why are you hanging up your clothes to dry? So she starts telling me this story that when she was younger and she was raising her son, that all of the women on the block had young kids and they all hung up their laundry at the same time every Mm. day so that they could talk to each other in their backyards as they were hanging up their laundry. And I thought, that's what friendship looks like. Mm -hmm. It's not we got dressed up and we went out to dinner and we went and watched a movie together. Those things are great. Yeah. But it's like, let's hang up the laundry together and have a conversation about our day. It's those everyday in your life moments. Mm -hmm. Like when you come to my house, I don't feel like I need to pick up. Mm -mm. Like I don't go sweep Mm -mm. the floors if Jennifer's coming over. I'm like, hi, let's just scooch the laundry over and sit down next to it. And to get to that point to where we can just let people in on our daily lives, Mm -hmm. it it lowers the barriers to actually having friendships. Yeah. Well, and I will say when I really tried too hard and had everything spotless and then invited people over, I didn't really enjoy it. Mm. You know why? Because I felt like I had to have everything perfect before I could like connect with my friends. Yeah. And that was like a sure way to make sure connection did not happen. Exactly. Yeah. So another thing that you and I talked about the other day was that some friendships are good even when they're not consistent. Mm -hmm. How do you build a friendship? How do you deal with the inconsistencies of friendship? Because that can be really hard. I think you trust the character of the individual. Hmm. Like I know you and I I know what you need. And sometimes I, sometimes I don't, it's, you know, but I know that you're going to tell me and yeah. sometimes you won't, but like, I know that if you need to connect with me, you're going to let me know. Yeah. You know, and if I don't text you, you're not going to be mad at me. Yes. So I just, I think that it was figuring out what you need and how you function in friendships. And then for you to know like what I need and friendships, but it's really, I don't know. I don't even want to say it's about need. It's about like no expectations and Mm. just saying you're enough. Like whenever you reach out, like you're enough Yeah. because I know you. And I know that you would be there for me if I needed you. Yeah. I love that. No expectations, you know? Yeah. Because I think we do. I think that's where we get hung up is we Mm -hmm. have this expectations of what a relationship is supposed to look like. Yeah. And the truth is like there's seasons. Mm -hmm. You and I for a long time lived close together and went to the same church together. Yes. We saw each other weekly. Mm -hmm. Now we live an hour apart from each other and you know, we text more than we actually see each other. Yeah. And so our relationship has completely and totally changed. But I know that at any point in time, if I picked up the phone, you're going to answer and show up. Right. Even if I haven't talked to you in like a month. Well, and I will say, even when you were the busiest, when Mm -hmm. I was in crisis, I never heard from you more. Yeah. Like, honestly, right? Yeah. And I knew that that was a sacrifice because you were going to school and you were working, like you had all of these things going, but like you cared enough to like, you were the one that was a bulldog, like you mm-hmm. were checking in all the time. And that was because I was in crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think part of it, you know, I'm just thinking like from a relational aspect, the truth is a lot of times where we get hung up most in relationships is not with the other person. It's with ourselves. That's right. And 
the the reason that you and I have people all the time saying, I wish I had a friend like you have in Jennifer, is because I got to a point in my life where I faced my own insecurities head on. Mm -hmm. I actually sat down with my own pain and said, everyone has always walked out on me. And I'm afraid that Jennifer's going to walk out on me too. And that's not about Jennifer. That's about Carrie. Yeah. And so when I finally looked at my own insecurities and I looked at like, what am I afraid of Mm -hmm. in friendships? What are my expectations and are they reasonable? Mm -hmm. And I worked through my own junk, Mm -hmm. then I could come with this freedom of, I don't have to place any expectations on you yeah, because I'm I'm taking care of my own heart yeah, and in those deeper issues. Right. Well, I had to do the same thing with you because my root is I'm not enough. So there was a time in our relationship, especially early on, that I was like, am I enough? Am I being a good friend? Mm. You know, and remember, I would like be like, are we okay? Like, did I, you know, because I felt all of this pressure of expectation, yeah. not because of Carrie, but because I've experienced that in the past and I never felt like it was enough. Mm. But you never made me feel like that. Yeah. So I had to face my same insecurities. Right. Yours was like, you know, you're going to leave. And mine was, I'm not going to be um, a good enough friend for mm. you, you know? And yeah. it's all rejection. It exactly. just looks different, it does. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we could talk about friendship all day long. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna table this here because next week I want to get into some deeper things. Because the truth is, like, yes, we love to go eat chips and salsa and laugh. Yes, you send me the funniest memes of anybody in my whole entire world, and I love you for that. Um, but the reality is, is that friendships can be a really deep place of healing. Mm-hmm if they're healthy. And so I really kind of want to dig in next week. You've been doing a lot of work on what makes a friend really healthy. What makes relationships Mm -hmm. healthy? How do we know we can trust somebody with the harder stuff? So we're going to dig into that a little bit more next week. Um, But before we leave you this week, I think the thing that I would love to leave our listeners with is this. You need adult friends. We're not supposed to do this by ourselves. I don't care if you have the best marriage in the whole entire world. You need a friend. We all do. So take a risk. Is there somebody you've been wanting to get to know better? Is there somebody that you love hanging out with that you haven't connected with in a long time? Like call them, text them, like sit next to them in church, make them go have coffee or cupcakes with you because it's worth it. All right. So join us next week. Jennifer's going to be joining us again. We're going to do a deep dive into healthy friendships and what that looks like. And um, again, remember Susan and her mom and your prayers. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.